Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Who's Number One podcast. I believe we're episode 139 here. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all y'all out there. And man, do we have a show for you guys today. We're just 10 days out from Gordon Ryan versus Wagner Hosha. Who's Number One? We're about to break it all down, give the full preview, everything you guys need, everything you guys want to know about this event. Here we go. We're about to get into it. Of course, we got with me here today the main man, Corey, hanging out on the desk. What's up, Corey? Oh, man, I, I can't wait. I'm always so excited. This week is as exciting as next week. Next week, we get everybody coming in, but right now, we get to, we get to talk about all of it and, and look ahead. It's the calm before the storm. You know, next week is a crazy Easy one. Always, we have the fighters coming in, and and we shooting the promos. We're doing the weigh-ins. We're doing the press conference. It all happens so so quick. Who's number one weeks are so so much fun. So really excited to get to it. Uh, of course, always we got the uh, the man back there, Connor Josh, uh, social media wizard back there, holding it down on the back desk for us. Who's number one? How jacked are you, Connor, for uh, this upcoming week? Beyond stoked. Uh, we got a bunch yeah. of uh, extra matches that we get to unveil here, so that's always a fun one. True. Man, Reed, I need you just to follow me around and hype me up constantly. I don't. Know <laughs> you want me to take you... it down a level? No, no. I want you to keep <laughs> it at that level. This is the level we need for who's number one, uh, especially just the week out. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Hell I'm excited. yeah! Hell yeah! Definitely a lot to talk about. Um, definitely just gets me excited. So, like like Connor said, couple changes to the who's number one card, um, but we got some big news some big big uh, big things to announce you know some exciting matches here but Corey, maybe we can kind of kick it off uh we lost a match last week um tell us tell us a little bit about yeah, what, what so, did we lose so we were all really hyped for the rematch for the the cade rotola versus ethan carlinson rematch unfortunately we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer yeah. uh cade got injured um so we're gonna we're gonna backfill that one um with yeah, with a new undercard match. Yeah, I think that's important to know just because um, Ethan has, you know, he, he, of course, unfortunately missed ADCC went with an injury. And um, so, but this time around, Ethan Ethan is fine. He's, he's still out there training with uh, with the Puerto Rico crew and everything like that. We were thinking about trying to make another match happen, ultimately push push the Cade match because it's just a match that I think everybody really, really wants to see. The fans deserve it. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do that one uh, again later on in April. Um, but best wishes to Cade. Hopefully he recovers. Let me, so if he got hurt. I don't know if you guys know this. Cade got hurt, right? If you had to guess how he got hurt, what, what would be maybe your guess? Would it be A, he was uh, training in a heel hook and popped, popped his knee, popped his ankle? Or B, he was uh, surfing. Maybe he was surfing and he uh, ran into a rock, hurt, hurt his leg on a rock. Or a shark attack. Or, or a shark attack. Yeah. Or was it C, 
he was bitten by a rabid dog. If you said C, you were you right, actually. This is not a surfing incident or a jiu-jitsu <laughs> incident. Uh, sounds like there was a, some crazy incident. Cade got hurt, um, bit by a dog. So definitely, uh, hopefully hopefully he's doing all right, Cade. Hopefully you're doing all, all right out there. And uh, speedy recoveries because, yeah, I can't wait to see that one again. You think that's the right decision, Connor? We uh, push, the, push the match back to April and, and, and do this one right? Absolutely. I think everyone wants to see that rematch. Uh, I think Ethan, more than anything, wants it back. Uh, I feel bad Ethan doesn't get to get it right now. Uh, I think the best thing we can do for Cade right now is rather than tell the truth about his injury, we have to start the shark attack rumor. <laughs> true, true. That starts here. We carry it till we die. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. So shark attack uh, recovering from mm-hmm. his uh, Cade Rotolo. Uh, speedy recovery there, hopefully. Um, so we're down a match. So that means, um, you know, we had to scramble to, to find a, a kind of a, a replacement match, a new match to put on the card because we want to keep these things top level, elite competitors only, you know, the best of the best. And, uh, you know, we landed on a pretty fun match here, I think. Uh, you you want give, to give us a, a little preview of it here? Yeah, so, so um, Andrew Tackett stepped up. There you go. Um, yeah, he's, we've been keeping an eye on him for good reason, right? The yep. younger brother of William Tackett, yep. every bit as fierce. Um, who's his opponent? Sean Yadamarco, I believe is how you say his last name there. Um, he's a Henzo Gracie guy. Actually, we just just saw him uh, a couple weekends ago. I saw him win uh, brown belt, I believe it was medium heavyweight division at the um, Dallas Open. Uh, won gold there, so kind of wild. We, we just saw Sean out in, uh, out in Dallas working on his heel hook game and stuff like that. And uh, now just a, a few days later, he gets the call to, to fight Andrew Tackett. Uh, Connor, what's your first reaction when you, when you hear about this? Obviously, these two, two guys are kind of low. Lower level guys, maybe people don't know their names certainly as much as a as a Gordon Ryan or a Wagner Hosha, but these are two elite competitors uh, on the come up in the scene, right? Absolutely. To call them lower level is not to say anything about how good they are at jujitsu because they're both top notch at this point. Uh, you know the belt rankings for these guys only matter so much. Uh, both of them are are probably down to take on whatever black belts willing to throw their name in there if they would be able to. It's exciting. Uh, both of them can wrestle. Uh, both of them are, are down to go in there and scrap. Uh, you know, Sean Yadamarco's is um, actually I think he's either the head coach or the you know secondary head coach uh, over there at Immortals Jiu Jitsu out in New Jersey. Um, and I know. You know, that Henzo Gracie, Jersey area, you know, they get some really good jiu-jitsu out of there. So it's going to be good. Um, you, you match that up with Brazilian Fight Factory. Uh, that's a prelim match for the ages. Yeah, those Jersey guys, they definitely um, breed them tough over there. Shout out to the Salt and the Strangles, um, fan hey. of the show, uh, who I believe trains with uh, Sean out there at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so you know, I, should, I believe Sean also ha- has a wrestling background. Of course, he comes from the Jersey Kenzo kind of family, so you know he's got a leg lock game. Um, but you've been out to, to um, Brazilian Fight Factory a couple times now, right? Yeah, Is that, so we actually we went up there a couple weeks ago to, to do some filming with uh, Yuri Samoyes when he was up there. Uh, and you know, Andrew looks looks great. They were they were playing this this leg entanglement game uh, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But uh, I just recall Andrew looking at me and asking me, like, Hey, do you want to jump on the mat? I think it'd be a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I thought, no, I absolutely don't want to. Jump on the mat. <laughs> I don't want to jump on the mat with, with you right now. It looks like you're tearing people's limbs from their bodies. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, he's a long guy. Andrew's been out there killing it uh, a lot lately. You know, he just had a match with um with Damian Anderson, who's who's a Henzo guy, um, not too too long ago. So you know, Andrew's going to be familiar with with the um, Henzo game. I feel like, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, if he 
obviously Andrew's accomplished a lot already, but man, if he is half as good as William is, like, geez, the, this kid's going to be great. Cause... Well, and that, uh, that Damian Anderson match, that was a no time limit match. I think it went like 45 minutes or yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was, it was a, a deep match. So, you know, he's got the gas tank for the 15 minute, uh, Who's number one, Wolves? That's the thing about those those young 16, 17-year-olds is that they just never get tired. It's no fun. It's no fair. I mean, <laughs> anyway, um, another big match here that we uh, we announced last week that we didn't really get a chance to talk about here. Uh, really, really fun one. We've been trying to get Kolobate on the show for a little while here now. And uh, so we got him. Kolobate versus Ned Johnson. This is uh, one of your buddies out there, 10th Planet, uh, Austin, Connor. Um, huge match. you got a couple clips here of, uh, of Cole. This is this is when he's a little younger he's a man I, I see pictures of him now and i can't believe how how, how old and, and mature he looks because this is just a um not too too long ago i believe this is just just 2019 so you got um Kolobate versus ned johnson um cory what, what what are your thoughts on this match when you first heard it here yeah you know i we, we always like to see Kolobate, right mm -hmm. um He's the the next big thing coming out of uh, the AOJ camp, uh, and he I think he just turned sixteen, so he's wow. he's a blue belt now. But it's almost unfair to call him a blue belt, right? <laughs> yeah. the, the level of his jujitsu is. I mean, we've been we've been watching it for a while, um, but Ned Johnson's been around for a while too, and I, I think he did pretty well at a uh, it was like an EBI style tournament. I think he took first or second in that tournament. Um, so he he may have the solution that a lot of people have been looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, I think if you've been on the channel, you've seen Cole out there before. Um, you know, he's a Texas guy, San Antonio guy. He used to train down in San Antonio with Rodrigo Pinero for many, many years uh, growing up down there. And then, of course, to take his jiu-jitsu to the next level, he went out to uh, Costa Mesa, California, joined up with the Mendez brothers. From what I've heard and what I've seen, see, we've seen Cole a couple times. Um, you know, he's he's really making huge, huge strides in his jiu-jitsu and, and uh, you know, is going to be kind of, we're talking like the next Roberto Jimenez type, type of guy. He, this guy's uh, on fire. But... He, uh, he has a game opponent, uh, Ned Johnson from 10th Planet Austin here. He, he just did have a great showing at this uh, last tournament that you were just talking about, Corey. Uh, Connor, I know you're familiar with, with Ned. What, what can we expect from, from him? Ned lives in the training room. Uh, he's been he's been running uh, not only you know his expert level jujitsu classes, but you know he even gets in there and throws down with some wrestling courses. And you know me, I'm a I'm very particular with the kind of wrestling classes I take. Uh, <laughs> but he is he is only Greco Roman, right? Only Greco Roman suplexes. Yeah, and yeah. starting another room in, rumor here, Ned <laughs> is a Greco uh, machine. No, yeah. but yeah, I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited to see what's up. I'm, I like I said with Marcelo Cohn versus Mikey Musumeci, I say we keep throwing up names up there and seeing if people can snipe them. I'm excited to see what Ned can do here. Yeah, yeah, and and I believe Ned beat Andrew Tackett in that um, in that tournament. Is that right? Is that right now? We'll have to check it out. We'll have to check out the results. But I know Ned's game. He's, a, he's an Austin guy. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be coming in as the underdog versus Cole. But uh, from what I understand, I think those 10th Planet guys really, um, really kind of relish the underdog role, it seems like. I, I think they like being counted out. Um, so here, here's the perfect match for, for, for Ned. So Ned versus Cole, that is going to be uh, on the uh, Who's Number One card as well. So make sure you guys tune in early because uh, there's just uh, so many great fights on this card. Um, Let's uh, let's move it along here, though. Let's keep kind of talking about who's number one. I just got back from uh, Vegas not too long ago, Las Vegas, Nevada, just a couple days ago. I went out there to uh, visit the one, the only, Mikey Musumeshi. Um, 
as he prepares for his uh, Who's Number One debut. Uh, got to see a lot of fun things anyway. Got to see him training out there and stuff like that. We even got a couple little highlights of, uh, of his training camp. But uh, have you guys gotten a chance to, to take a look at some of his training here? What, what, are, you, uh, what, what are you gleaming from, from Mikey's Nogi game? You know, the last time we had this conversation, I think yeah. it was maybe the pod- last podcast the one before, I yeah. talked about being curious how Mikey's gi-specific game would apply in a no-gi setting, right? It's really cool to see the way he's using his inversions and his grips, um, even a little bit of leg lock, leg lock action here. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, as I've said before, I'm really impressed with his passing. I've always been impressed with the way he passes guard when he gets there, and I think it applies very well to Nogi, and that's kind of what we got to see here. You know, I feel like you, you kind of have like a similar game to Mikey a little bit. You're, you know, certainly one of uh, smaller guy, play, play the, a lot of the game that he plays. When you watch him uh, doing the Nogi stuff, transferring a lot of the same things that he does from, from Gi to Nogi, um, are you looking at, at kind of like things and how to apply these to your Nogi game yeah, too? Absolutely, because the the hardest thing taking an inversion-heavy, Barambolo heavy game and making it Nogi is the lack of grips, right, or the, mm-hmm. the difference in grips. So watching the way that he sets this up differently. Just cupping the heel right, right there. Right, And then the follow-up grips are huge, right? He spends, he focuses a lot more on that twister hook rather than, you know, maybe a pant grip. There are a lot of little details I think we can all take from the way that he applies his game in Nogi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you, Connor? Have you, you got a chance to watch some of this um, uh, Mikey training Nogi stuff? It's pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... You you get curious what it's going to look like, and you expect it to be something super different. But, you know, without the gi, Mikey is still just a technical master. He's a genius. Uh, how he moves is – it almost seems like there just isn't many answers for, for the questions that he puts out there. Um, it, it gets me just more excited. Uh, you know, he's he's in there. The, the questions we have about heel hooks, uh, you know, the, the clips that we got to see, it looks like he was doing really well protecting leg entries – um, you know, uh, this is this could mean if Mikey looks as crisp as he does here, just rolling. This could mean a big problem for lightweights uh, in the nogi scene right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, this is such an underrated part of Mikey's game that like leg juggling yeah. that he does in the, in the uh, from from the barambolos and from those kind of crab ride positions. Like the way he can kind of just like juggle guys who are you know way bigger than him and keep their hips elevated uh, off the ground. So impressive. Um, he, that's actually something uh, I'm going to be releasing an article on later this week. Oh wow! I talked with a couple of uh, Mikey's first black belts, and they they kind of broke down for me the way that that um, the, kind of they, they systematize Baron Bolo defense and how to counter the defenses. Uh, we spent a lot of time studying Mikey, so so some of that will be coming out on Sunday. Is that the um, Nick, like Nick Salas and, Nick, the, and, Nick the, and Salas those guys and, uh, and Danny Myra? That's cool because I saw that Mikey's out there kind of with them right like I think right now yeah. training and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, some really good guys out there on the East Coast. Um, you know, what I learned though, really, when I was out there is that Mikey, you know, he doesn't, um, he's not going to be training too, too much Nogi for, for this match, which I think is, is, uh, honestly a little surprising. I expected to go there and it was going to be all Nogi, you know, but Mikey is just, um, he's a, a savant in the Gi and he's constantly improving. Um, it's, it's crazy to watch. You think that this guy who's as good as he is, uh, three time, you know, Gi world champion and the th- accomplish the things he's accomplished, 
Um, but he's still so excited to, to train the gi and, and, to, and to, you know, have those little minute grip details and, and things like that. He, he's so focused on the gi and, and, and winning worlds another time. Um, so it, it's an interesting thing that he's not going to be training too, too much nogi, it sounds like, um, for this matchup. What do you what do you think, Connor? Good idea? Bad idea? I mean, I'm not going to tell Mikey Musumeci yeah, how you to better train. better not, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I see you're baiting me there. Uh, no, I mean... Look, Mikey Musumeci can get ready for whatever competition, however he sees fit. True. I'm curious, uh, you know, if this is going to be a thing. I know he had said he wants to make a nogi run. Uh, now, you know, I don't know if it will, uh, him training specifically in the gi will directly impact the results of this nogi fight. But if we're looking at like a, a nogi run, for example, say he wants to do 2022 ADCC. I'm just going to start that rumor too. Say he wants to. Is he going to do, you know, only gi training for that as well? I I hope that's not the case, but again, Mikey Musumeci, you train however you want, brother. Yeah, obviously we we did talk a little bit about ADCC and that and that is definitely on his radar, you know. ADCC is something that he, that he says that, you know, when he was a kid, Mikey was a nogi guy when he was a kid, you know. We we have a really great highlight of Mikey on the site. Um, from when he was like four years old till when he became a black belt. It's kind of like just an over-the-years highlight that, that uh, Mikey made, actually. And um, and you can see a lot of Nogi stuff early when he's like eight years old, ten years old. Um, he's training a lot, a lot of Nogi, and he's doing a lot of these like um, uh, Nagas and stuff, and he's, and he's, he's wrestling, he's taking dudes down. Um, so, you know, I think ADCC is definitely on the horizon for him. Um, you know, he, he's a little weary about the... Um, the, the weight being 66, he weighs kind of like 135, and guys usually kind of cut down from 160. But um, I'm, I mean, come on, matches like Mikey versus Kennedy, Mikey versus Tanquino, Mikey versus uh, Jamil Hill, and, and Mikey versus Mateus Gabriel. Those are some crazy matches. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, how do you think? How do you think Mikey matches up in in that 66 division, Connor? It- we're going to see a little bit of this week. You think he's too, too undersized? Weekend. Do you think he is too undersized? Or? I, I don't know if he's too undersized. I, th- I think he will make up for it. I mean, the guy, again, looks like he can crush people just by bear-hugging them. Um, but again, you know, he's willing to do the absolute in the gi. I don't know how much that weight disparity is going to really affect him uh, without the gi, without the grips to slow everything down and keep people at bay when he needs to. Uh, I think he will be fine. Mm-hmm. Mikey Musumeci can hang with what I believe any weight class, any tournament in the world if he's not winning it. He's, he says that he's excited to show that his no-gi is even better than his gi game. I can't wait to see it. Hard, hard to believe? Yeah. Or you, you believe him? It's, it is hard to believe based on the caliber of his, yeah. his gi game. I don't disbelieve him, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I think if, if Mikey believes it's that good, it's probably that good. Um, just a, a quick thought I had on the, the ADCC discussion. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'd be really curious to see what Mikey's wrestling looks like mm. because that's something that you know, people have gotten away with not having wrestling in ADCC, but it's a definite advantage, right, to be able to wrestle, especially in a division with Tanquino and Kennedy, um, guys like that who are going to make you wrestle them. Yeah, and I think that's what Mikey's so good at, too, is, like, he's a, a winner, A. He really is first kind of a winner, and he's a guy who can look at a rule set, look at a look at um, a, a competition or whatever, you know, and understand immediately kind of, like, what he needs to do to win. And I think or, – or he'll put the work in to understand what he has to do to win. So I think that, that that's something he'll do for ADCC. Okay, 
what what do I need to do to win these competitions, or or what's the the you know kind of the route to to win these competitions, um, and and wrestling is certainly a part of that. So I think I think he'll bring wrestling in, into his game just because it's you, you have to right. you have to at this point in ADCC. I feel like um, we haven't talked too too much about his opponent Marcelo Cohen. Um, of course, he's uh, definitely you know um, the underdog coming into this match, um, but he, he's uh, you know more of a nogi guy. He's had some big wins here in the nogi pans. He's had some uh, fight to wins and things like that certainly an active competitor um but but definitely the underdog here you know he hasn't accomplished the things that mikey has accomplished but this is the opportunity for a guy like marcelo cohen could you imagine if marcelo goes out there and does topple mikey musumeshi suddenly marcelo cohen is a huge huge star nobody you know nobody has beaten mikey especially if you can go out there and uh, and submit him or or just take him out of his element this is a huge huge opportunity for for marcelo cohen and uh, I just wanted to say that I know, I know that um, we have a little clip here, actually, too, of um, of Mikey talking about his his who's number one uh, opponent, Marcelo Cohen. So maybe we can we can play that and see what see what Mikey's perspective is on this match. It'll be an awesome match. Um, I respect Marcelo a lot, and it should be fun. You know, um, we all compete, win or lose. We're all there to learn together, right? You know, so I hope that he could expose a weakness in my jiu-jitsu. You know, that's why I'm competing. If he could expose a weakness in my jiu-jitsu, I'm going to improve because I'll fix that weakness. So if he exposes that, it's a win for me. If he doesn't and I win the match, I win anyway. So it's a win-win. You know, so that's how I see competing with anyone. You know, so I'm grateful to him for taking the opportunity to compete with me so he could try to expose my game and fix holes in my game for me. Certainly an interesting um, perspective there. Connor, I know you, you just were out there competing, right? You competed last weekend? A little bit of a smaller stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, do you think about, um, what do you think about Mikey's um, perspective on competition? I think he, he's approaching Marcelo like he would almost like a practice partner, it sounds like. And, not, and I don't think uh, that means he's looking past him. I think uh, that really speaks to you know, the value that Mikey finds in competition. I think, you know, competition is where he, you know, pressure tests himself, and this is just another example of that. And you were saying earlier, you know, if Marcelo is able to snipe him, that's absolutely possible. And if Marcelo is, you know, to like Mikey said, that may show some blaring holes in Mikey's Noki game, if that's mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. Like, then we got to start shelving this ADCC conversation and go, you know, if Marcelo... If Marcelo can take you out, does that is that a critique on Mikey's game, or is that like you know a, a leveling up of Marcelo? I, I think that's a a fair way to uh, question the the fight. I think if if Marcelo can beat Mikey, that's like a, that's got to be a guaranteed ADCC invite. Absolutely right. Yeah. I think if he, if he takes him out, that's that's got to be a guaranteed invite. We'll talk to Mo about that. We'll figure that out. <laughs> that one out. We got um, you, Marcelo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you when you go out there and compete, uh, Connor, are you thinking, man? I hope this guy can expose all the weaknesses in my game. I have a feeling me and Mikey have a little bit of a different style. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a how can I like you know cheese great people as much as possible. You know I, I respect get the, out unscathed. Yeah. Exactly, I respect the Wagner Hosha uh, response. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I would love to hear what Corey says. Corey has uh, way more competition experience. Well, I think this goes to um, what Reed was saying about Mikey's winner mentality. Right? Is it's it's not enough for Mikey to to win a match. It's he wants to win a match while also learning how he could win better, mm-hmm. <laughs> how he mm-hmm. could win more, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's something that only 
you know, the Michael Jordans of the world, the Bruno Malfacinis of, of the world, right? The Mikey Musumeci's of the world can do and have the have the mentality and the, the mental fortitude to be able to put themselves in a situation where I might win and I might lose, but even if I'm winning, I can win better. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. Uh, listening to Mikey talk about jiu-jitsu and talk about his approach, man, I could I could listen to it all day because he just has such a unique approach to uh, to everything from competition to drilling to um, you, you know to training and you know everything. He he, uh, there's no wasted movement. There's no wasted thought. There's no wasted anything with, with Mikey. You know, he's so precise and knows exactly what to do. So um, we got a lot of interview clips and uh, some more training footage, some more some more drilling footage. Um, we got a whole bunch of stuff with, with Mikey kind of up on the site. Um, I encourage you guys to go check it out uh, where he's talking about heel hooks. He's talking gi versus no gi. He's talking Marcelo, uh, who's number one, and, and beyond. So if you're interested in Mikey, which if you're watching this show, of course you're interested in Mikey, um, definitely check it out on Flow Grappling. We got a bunch of cool stuff with, uh, with Mikey out there. So um, I can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him, uh, you know, what he looks like here on Wednesday and when he comes in. And I uh, can't wait to see, see uh, what, what goes down on the who's number one mats, man. That, that's what makes it so exciting. So many question marks. And like, uh, like these guys said, you know, you can't count a guy like Marcelo Cohen out. He's dangerous and uh, he's coming for the upset. So should be a lot of fun. Guys, plenty of great matches on this one. I just wanted to talk maybe a little bit more about Gordon versus Wagner. Um, You know, obviously since the last Who's Number One, um, it just felt like the entire jiu-jitsu world had been kind of shaken up a little bit um, from what happened and everything like that. And so, uh, been a crazy crazy month or a crazy couple weeks since that happened we were coming up on the next who's number one gordon versus wagner how do you think um the the lead up has been going to be honest i, I to be honest i thought it was a a little um it's a little uh subdued a little bit I, you haven't seen gordon and, and and wagner going at each other too too much yet yeah and with their personalities you would expect quite the opposite right, right. you would expect them to be to be chipping um but i think given you know what happened last year's number one everybody's kind of backed off a little bit yeah a little bit um, huh? maybe not the worst thing in the world but i i think that we need to definitely make the point again that this matchup is going to be exciting yeah. for a number of reasons right and those two reasons are gordon ryan and wagner hosha mm-hmm. um gordon ryan who in the last in his last year's number one match against roberto jimenez called his shot you know, said he was going to win by armbar, attacked an armbar, failed, attacked an armbar again, and won. Do you think he's going to try to do that again? Do you think he's going to do the same thing with Wagner or, or, or a different submission, but he, but call it? You know, it wasn't the first time that Gordon's done that, and yeah. I think that in his mind, every match is too easy for him, so he might as well make it a bit more challenging. You know, he's also motivated by you know wanting to, and he's not shameless about this, wanting to promote his himself and his instructionals, right? Yeah, by yeah. saying, "Hey, I just, just did an armbar on submissions from mount, and also I'm going to finish an armbar from mount." Mm-hmm. Um, but Wagner is not going to go in there wanting to let that happen. Yeah, right? and, I mean, you got to think Wagner's going to be checking social media, or like his team is going to be checking social media <laughs> right before. Kind of moments before the match, right? But even if that's not the case, you know, Wagner is two different people off the mat and on the mat. I mean, we've said this time and time again that off the mat, he's one of the nicest people you ever meet. But on the mat, yeah. he, you know, he has no problem with stirring the pot a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wagner, 
he's uh, out there in Hollywood. Um, I keep saying Hollywood, California. Hollywood, Florida is where he is. Uh, we went out there and visited him um, as well for this matchup. Got to sit down and, and talk to uh, to Wagner about the Gordon matchup and about you know just kind of all the drama that is that is swirling around uh, around Gordon and everything like that. So actually, we have a little clip here. We maybe we can play of, of Wagner uh, talking about his perspective on the match. Uh, it goes back to the the trolling on the internet, you know. Um, you know, people have huge egos, you know, and um, Gordon pokes at majority of the guys on the internet. You know, a lot of guys in the sport are Brazilian, and um, and and my Brazilian counterparts, they don't know how to react to him. They don't know how to deal with his with his humor and his following and they jump on the bait and they listen to him and they argue with him and they go back and forth and uh you know and and gordon does fight on the who's number one stage and he the terms are set on his on his rule set and his time limit and whatever it is he wants to do and uh you know being that he is the number one guy in the world i get it you know that's what he wants to do then that's where you got to fight him and um a lot of the guys that are at the top of the game they they're avoiding him you know and they're avoiding him not because of scared of losing, but scared to deal with him, deal with his antics afterwards or during. You know, they don't want to, most guys don't want to deal with that. You know, most guys don't want to be part of that. Most guys don't understand how to react and how to not be phased by that, you know. And um, like I said, you know, his, his ways have some huge benefits on one end because he brings a lot of attention to the sport. But on the other end, it's, 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 it's tarnishing his opportunities, you know? He's had to fight two guys now that are not in his weight class, you know, Roberto being one, you know, which was a fight that, you know, if Roberto had said no, it would have made, you know, would have made him, would have put him on the back burner again, you know? And me, I'm just a guy who's willing to go and face anybody, you know? My motto is anytime, anyone, anywhere, you know? So I'm, again, not challenging anyone, you know? I'm just here to, live through something I've dreamt would never happen, you know, do jiu-jitsu on a professional stage, be compensated for it, you know, get recognized for it, and showcase, you know, what I do best. Anytime, anyone, anywhere, great quote from the legend uh, Wagner Hosha. Like he says, uh, having, you know, trouble finding opponents for a guy like Gordon Ryan for whatever reason, you know, whether it's the social media, whether it's the jiu-jitsu or, or, or whatnot. But um, you call up Wagner Hosha and he'll say yes pretty much no matter what before you even get the question out, you know. This is a guy who... Uh, like he says, anyone, any, anywhere, anytime, doesn't matter to Wagner. You, uh, you can appreciate that, uh, that perspective, Connor? Absolutely. I think that's kind of the attitude you have to have when you're going um, to, A, face down a guy like Gordon Ryan. I mm-hmm. mean, he, we know he's one of, if not the best in the world, point blank, period. Two, if you're going to deal with his, you know, social media antics you're signing up for both it's not one or the other you can't really separate them unless you happen to fall into one of those you know lucky few opponents like roberto where gordon had you know quite a bit of respect coming into it i think mateus tenise um didn't end up being like a target of gordon's social media wrath either Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know even in those cases 
Gordon will find a way to stir the pot with somebody. He did it with uh, Hinaldo Jr. when Craig was facing Hinaldo and he was facing someone else, and that like you know helped us you know stir that stir that Atos versus DDS pot. Um, I I don't know if we're gonna see that near as much here. Uh, I know he had some words to say about. Uh, you know, Cyborg and why he thought Cyborg wouldn't take the match unless it was under ADCC rules. Uh, you know, so I, I think Wagner has the right approach here. Not not every opponent does, though. Mm-hmm. Yep, of course, we we mentioned that it's been a little tame, the trash talk, but of course, Gordon is still out there right. talking trash. Well, so, And I'm, I'm wondering, um, this is something Wagner said in that clip, right, mm-hmm. is that part of the reason that Gordon might not be able to find some opponents is because he's just that good. But the other part of the reason is because even if he's that good and you want to take the fight, you may be a little cautious because, okay, in the ramp up to and the ramp out of the fight, I'm going to have to deal with a barrage of social media. Yeah. Do you think that's that's hurting Gordon's ability to find a fight? Yeah, 100%, I think so. I mean, I think that, that that's probably keeping him from from getting fights more than than, you know, just what he's done on the mats, I think collectively and and just like Wagner says you know it's 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 a lot of Brazilians that he's that he's uh, kind of uh, has this rivalry with and um you know Gordon is just from that that uh, era that that time where where he is just um he's just on fire in social media you know like the, that is his thunderdome like you don't want to enter into into the social media thunderdome with Gordon because he's just so good at it and i think that a lot of a lot of the guys know that and you know especially in in a, in a 2021 world when in a pandemic when we're just like living on social media so so much um that can start to t- uh, torment your your like actual real life you know so uh, i can understand why why they're not into it um you know i i, would ho- I hope we can see some of these matches that, that that i mean that um gordon's talking about you know so some of his some of his rivals and stuff like that but uh i have to imagine that yeah it's definitely affecting things um you know, I think um, uh, Wagner, of course, you know, we don't have to talk Wagner up too, too much. He's uh, things that he's accomplished in the sport, the, uh, the, the um, you know, who he is in, in the sport kind of speaks for himself. But, Corey, I'm just wondering, you know, obviously the things that Gordon, um, we've seen Gordon do have uh, have just been incredible. If you were Wagner, what would your strategy be for, for going out there and taking on uh, Gordon? I mean, the, the nice thing here for Wagner is that what Gordon is most likely going to do is going to play towards Wagner's strength right yeah gordon's not going to wrestle with wagner and gordon's not going to try and play top he's going to play he's going to pull guard and try and set up his his a, his a game b game sweeps right away yeah that could work in wagner's favor because the the best place for him to be statistically is on top he does he almost never gets swept by anybody yeah yeah um you know craig jones was the last guy i, I mentioned this before craig jones the last guy to sweep him craig jones stays, stayed on top for 15 seconds and that's it in the last two years only time he's wow. been swept wow um so statistically that's his best bet right yeah. now how do you pass gordon ryan's guard that's a whole nother question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's a whole nother podcast discussion <laughs> is what you're telling me <laughs> um yeah obviously i think um I think Wagner just needs to uh, kind of do what what he does right do what do his what he does best out there you know he he tried he passed um, John Blank's guard. He, he fended off the John Blank's le- leg locks and was able to pass his guard and get the win there. I think I think that's what he's going to be trying to do out there. Um, obviously, easier said than done against a guy like um, against a guy like Gordon. But um, from what I've seen, we're we're we're, we're Got a lot of other stuff coming on the way too, and from what we've seen, you know, um, Wagner's ready. He's not backing down from from a challenge. Um, guys, it's about that time. I think we do some predictions. That's right. Everybody's favorite segment here on who's number one. We are gonna 
predict all seven matches. Corey, myself, and Connor, we're going to uh, put on our thinking caps and do our best to uh, call how this one's going to go down. Um, I'm pretty sure I got all my picks right last week. Uh, last who's number one. Um, you don't quote me on that. Can we but fact I'm, check? But Can I'm we get pretty sure I got all my predictions right. Um, so hopefully we'll go, we'll go two events for two events here. But um, let's dig into this right here, man. There's all seven matches. Um, a lot of big names up there. Um, we'll start with you, Corey. Andrew Tackett versus Sean Yadamarco, the, the newest match on the card. Who are you taking? Yeah. Um, Andrew Tackett is the purple belt in this purple versus brown belt matchup, right? That's right, yeah. Um, but I, I still think um, the, the, both Andrew and William are, are doing incredible things right now. They're fighting, they're fighting up. They're taking opponents who, by all measures, should beat them. I, I have Andrew Tackett in this one. Andrew Tackett. There you go. Um, I'm going to take Sean on this one. Obviously, I love uh, love me some Andrew Tackett, the Tackett brothers. Those guys look incredible out there. But from what I see in the pictures on Sean, he looks like a big guy, man. He, he looks like uh, you know a big upper body wrestler type of dude. Um, and um, I think that, that that could give Andrew Tackett some problems. Like I said, Andrew had that match with Damian Anderson, just, I believe it was just like a couple months ago. So I think Andrew um, is going to be ready for that Henzo Gracie kind of style. Um, but Sean DeMarco, I mean, Sean Yadamarco there, we saw him out there in Dallas. He looked really good, looks big. Um, so I'm going to take, take Sean uh, Yadamarco on this one. How about you, Connor, back there? I would like to point out that last time Andrew Tackett faced a Henzo Gracie guy, he did get the W. He did get the W. It's true. I'm I'm doubling down on that. We're gonna give it to we're gonna give it to Tackett. Brazilian Fight Factory has been pumping out lots of W's lately, and I think this is gonna be another one on an awesome stage for Andrew to be a part of. So they they keep it on a roll. This um, this match can be free on uh, on Facebook and YouTube. So make sure you guys check into that one. Um, I'm gonna kick off the this next match here: Colabate versus Ned Johnson. Uh, all respect to Ned and the Tenth Planet crew, but. Uh, Got to give all, all the love here to uh, to Cole. Um, just been watching him for too, too long and seeing his development and uh, see what he's been able to do out, out there lately. And uh, you know he's training every day with, with Hoffa, Guy, and Jonata, and Tynan, and, and all the killers out there at uh, AOJ. So it's uh, going to be hard for me to see how Ned wins this one, but uh, but definitely looking forward to it. What do you got, um, uh, Corey? Yeah, I, I, uh, I hate to be the... Uh the, the the bandwagon jumper here um, jump on bro I, I've, <laughs> I've got to go go with Colabate too I, I Colabate is just proving time and time again he's going to be something special he did this it, it was a smaller tournament right but he ran through I think like 12 uh, adult blue belts as a 16 year old um, and I, I think that he should have uh, no problem getting submission here there you go Cor- uh, Connor what are you doing bro you're sleeping on my guy. Sleeping on your Ned, guy. Ned is going to go in there. I've seen him training. He's uh, he's training hard, right? And I think that wrestling is going to uh, surprise people. I think mm. people are going to be expecting a very 10th planet-y you know, uh, style, and I think he's going to come in with something people aren't expecting. So I'm taking my guy, Ned, here. Also, I would like to point out, the uh, the chat has has fact checked you <laughs> and your your uh, hmm. record so far. So hmm. we can leave it unsaid, but go check the YouTube chat if you want Reed's uh, last yeah yeah All whiteboard right. we'll wars. Connor off there and let's move on. Uh, no no no, I'm just kidding. I'll give you I'll give you first crack here at the um, at Tama versus Taza. 
Ooh, uh, you know what? Give me Oliver Taza. I I like the I like the Henzo style. I know Johnny can hang in those leg entanglements, but last time we saw you know Johnny Tama face down, I believe it was Ethan Krellinson, which we talked about previously. It did seem like Ethan Krellinson was on the attack the whole time, uh, and despite Johnny wading through that, I think attacks matter quite a bit. Give me Oliver Taza. There you go, Oliver Taza, Johnny Tama. What are you what are you taking, Corey? <sighs> This is tough a tough one. one. This is a tough one. So is, is this maybe the toughest match on the card to, to call? I was I was just gonna say I want to point this out. I think this is going to be the fight of the night. Uh, it just got bumped up from an undercard where it definitely didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, Two high to, level guys. Yeah, to to uh, the first fight on the main card. Um, yeah, this is fight of the night. I could, I could see it going either way. Uh, the one thing that I want to point out is that J- uh, Johnny did a really good job of staying out of Ethan's. Uh, leg entanglement, mm-hmm, which I think mm-hmm. is where both Ethan and Oliver Taza shine best. Um, that being said, Taza definitely, you know, he's proven to us that he has other submissions. Uh, but I think Taza has has a solution here. I, th- I think he's going to uh, play safe when he needs to. I think he's going to be explosive when he needs to. I think he finds a way to win. So you're going with... Um, with Johnny Tama. Johnny Tama. Wow. So I got split. Johnny versus... Uh, Oliver, one-to-one here. Um, you know, great, great matchup. I think this is tough. I keep going back and forth kind of on, on both these guys. Um, obviously, Taza down there in Puerto Rico with the Denner Death Squad. Um, hard to count out uh, him and, and his team. He's been on such a roll. Um, but I'll, I'll agree with Corey here. I'll take Johnny Tama. Um, I think, like I said, talking to him last weekend, uh, it seemed like he's really kind of focused in on this match, knows how big of an opportunity it is to fight on who, who's number one against a guy like Oliver Taza. Um, you know, I think Johnny is one of the few kind of IBJJF guys who has the knowledge of the leg locks to compete with uh, with Oliver. So uh, should make for some interesting scrambles. But I think Tama in this rule set, in this in um in this setting, I think he's going to have more tools to uh, to get the win. So I'll take Tom on that one. Let me just jump in here uh, real quick. Absolutely we have not. Michael Sears who has entered the chat to give his picks. <laughs> oh, God. Michael <laughs> Sears. You may have heard of him. The mastermind behind who's number one weighing in here. What so, do we got? So it's not going to show up on the board, but just uh, just to add this in, uh, Michael so far is going with Yadamarco, Cole, and Johnny Tama. There you go. Okay, so another one for Johnny, another one for Cole, and another one for Sean Yadamarco. Um, another great match on the on the list here: Rafael Guedes versus Maggie Grindotti, Atos versus Fight Sports. Two of the biggest uh, teams in jujitsu, of course. Opposite coasts, Florida and California. Um, two two uh, really great uh, females on the on the come up, kind of in the black belt divisions. Um, Rafael is, is very young in, in her black belt career. Maggie as well, really. Um, you know, Maggie's had some good matches on Who's Number One. Uh, she fought Liz Clay uh, not too, too long ago. And uh, so, so Maggie, no stranger to this stage. This is a big step up, I think, for Rafael. Um, just because she's used to kind of the, the IBJJF circuit, I feel like. And, um, and so doesn't do, do too many of these, although she has done Fight to Wins. But um, I'm going to jump out the gate here. I'll lead this one off. You know, I think I'm going to take the upset here. I know a lot of people are picking Rafael to be kind of the next big thing in um, in, ju- in female jiu-jitsu. Um, but uh, I just, you know, every time I go down to, to fight sports, I really do 
see Maggie all the time. And um, she really is one of the hardest workers in that room. In that room in fight sports is just an incredible room. You have Wagner, you have Cyborg, you have Tex, you have Baby Monster, you have Tom Halpin, you have uh, you know Anna Carolina. And, and so like, there's just so many names in that room. But every single time I go there, it just feels like Maggie is like one of the hardest workers out there. She's out there running the strength and conditioning and she's out there training with Anna Carolina and, and uh, all those girls. So, um, you know, I'd like to see Maggie get a, get a big win here on this who's number one stage. So I'm going to take Maggie. Connor, how about you, brother? You know, when, when we've seen Maggie really perform uh, at her best, I think ADCC trials was an excellent uh, like a example yeah, of yeah, just that. That's a great point. It's because she's more physical than the other person she's a she's a powerhouse she has great pressure she can work through submissions like most girls can't i don't know if that strategy plays out near as well against Rafaela. i think Rafaela is probably the most violent woman in the in the women's division um and i i don't put my money against her very often i can think of three three people i would consider putting over Rafaela. Uh, and Maggie just isn't one of them. She's an awesome competitor. Obviously, she did great on uh, the last who's number one until uh, Elizabeth was able to sink in that finish, but I, I got to go to Rafaela. True, true. She's been looking good lately for sure. So where are you going, Corey? So I'll, I'll jump onto that. She's not just looking good lately. She's actually 9-1 and one as a black belt. There you go. Um, her one loss was to um, Amanda Levy, who has also beaten Maggie twice. Um yeah, ADCC um, trials winner there. Right. Very tough, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to give this to Rafaela. She looks relatively unbeatable now. She's taken out even some of the the best competitors in that division. She beat Anna Carolina at fight to win. She beat Liz Clay at fight to win. Um, I, I don't see anybody stopping her right now. There you go. So two for Rafaela. And, and, and Michael is oh, yeah, also my, going Rafaela. Michael's going Rafaela. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I think... She deserves the the hype, like like uh, Connor, uh, Corey said. You guys got both C names. It keeps throwing me off. Um, <laughs> We're just here to confuse you. Yeah. <laughs> like Corey said, though, nine and one as a black belt. She's definitely taken the the female divisions by storm. Looking really good out there. Um, excited to see how she could could shake up ADCC divisions as well. So. Um, let's let's move it on here to the big one. This is one I'm really, really, really looking forward to. Obviously, I think everybody's looking forward to this one. But Mikey Musumeshi versus Marcelo Cohen. Um, you know, obviously, Mikey's the favorite favorite here. Hard to pick against Mikey. Um, so I'm going to go Mikey by submission. I, I think that, uh, you know, he's just that good. I think Mikey has has some of the best jiu-jitsu in, in, in all of jiu-jitsu. I mean, if he was 200 pounds, he, could, he, he might be able to beat Gordon. Um, so I, I, like, I like Mikey Musumeshi in this one. Despite him not training Nogi, despite him, um, you know, kind of really, uh, you know, favoring the, the gi, it seems like, a little bit even still. Um, I think, you know, like he says, jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu, whether it's gi or no gi, and uh, Mikey's got some of the best of it in the world here. And, um, you know... Not sure how, how, you know, I'm sure you guys are just going to probably pick Marcelo so we can just move on. Um, and, but no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Corey, what, what do you think, man, here? I, I, I know Mikey's the favorite. You gonna, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I it just like I'm going to give you a preview of my pick for the, for the main event, too. Okay. Um, but there are two of the best in the world on this card, um, and I can't see a reason to pick against either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I have to lean Mikey here. I 
it's not just Marcelo Cohen that I don't think can beat him. I don't think that there's anybody at uh, that weight class right now, 135, 145, even maybe in the higher weight classes, mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. beat Mikey, Gi or no Gi right now. I'm mm-hmm. uh, going Mikey here. What do you think, Connor? Does Marcelo pull off the upset? He he pulls it off. We're starting the hype train right now. Uh, you know, I, I you you gotta you gotta respect Mikey's pedigree. You can't yeah. act like um, this is going to be an easy match going into it. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm pulling for the underdogs. This back table, That's this fair. back table is the upset table, and this upset table, we're gonna put five dollars down on all the underdogs, and one of these days, yep. We're gonna make profit. We're gonna get you a marble table. Yeah, and Marcelo, Marcelo's gonna give me that marble table back here. All right. Connor's, Connor's used to being the underdog, so he's taking one for his for his buddies there. I'll throw it down. <laughs> awesome. No disrespect, to Marcelo. Obviously, can't wait to see him him go out there, and if he can pull off the upset, um, you know, suddenly Marcelo is. Uh, is, is the new guy, you know, is the talk of the town. So uh, good luck to both those guys. Really looking forward to it. Yuri Samoyes versus Nick Rodriguez. Two big boys throwing down on the who's number one mats. I think this is collectively the largest, I mean, like uh, mass-wise, um, the largest match we've ever had on who's number one. Both these guys, um, you know, getting bigger and bigger out there, it seems. I was out there in, in Puerto Rico and, and – uh, you know, can confirm that Nick Rodriguez's biceps are getting bigger. So uh, somehow, <laughs> so, somehow, so there's that. Uh, you know, of course, Yuri, two-time ADCC champion. Um, he's always a killer. He's out there in the MMA sphere these days. But training with the likes of the Brazilian top team guys. Um, I'm gonna throw it to you, Connor, here first. What are you thinking on this one? Yuri Smoyes versus Nick Rodriguez could go a lot of different ways here. It could go a lot of different ways. Uh, the, the real question is, does it? What submission could it end in? I mean, and I think if it does, it'll have to end in Yuri's favor. Um, you just think Yuri's the more talented submission artist? I mean, from what we've seen so far. But again, we haven't seen, you know, how many months has it been since we've seen, you know, Nicky Rod really uh, put in a lot of work. And, and I think in the past he's been working under rule sets that don't exactly encourage uh, submission-oriented offense. So maybe we'll see something different. But, um, you know what? Give me Nicky Rod. I'm 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 throwing it down on Nicky Rod too. I mean, he is the black belt slayer after all. And and and, um, and, and Yuri's an ADCC specialized, you know, champion. And Nicky Rod's built to beat ADCC champs. We're starting the hype train again. <laughs> there you go. All right, what are you what are you seeing here, Corey? Nick Rodriguez, Yuri Smoyes. Like I said, you, it, this one's hard to pick cause just because does it go to the ground? Is it a wrestling match the whole time? Does does Nick yeah. go after heel hooks? Does Yuri go after you know front headlock? Like with you know, it, a lot of stuff could happen. Here's why I'm so excited about this match. Okay. We we've had a couple of like good wrestling exchanges on the who's number one stage, right? Think about every time Cody Steele's been on, yeah. every time Dante's been on, um, Gio Martinez, Gio, yeah, even, <laughs> even Gio's takedown, yeah, yeah. Um, which was completely yeah. out of nowhere, but yeah, it, it might great. seal the deal. Yeah, but we've had matches that have been wrestling friendly, but we've never had two guys that are known as just like takedown artists Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. one thing i I did look at last week um that i I spent a little bit of time on going back through yuri's adcc runs all three of them Mm -hmm. and nikki rod's uh, adcc run um both incredible takedown artists this this we already know Mm -hmm. um nikki hasn't scored a point in adcc yuri scored a lot of points and if you know anything about the adcc rule set very hard to score you have you have to basically pin the guy to score right yeah um does that play into the who's number one rule set? I don't know. If it becomes a takedown battle, 
I've got to go to Yuri here. Mm -hmm. And if it becomes, you know, if it goes to the ground, I think Yuri's Jiu-Jitsu, regardless of how much and who Nikki Rod's been training with, I think Yuri's Jiu-Jitsu is just a little bit more advanced. I'm, I'm going Yuri here. Wow. I can't call the shot. There's there's, there's no way of saying how this match ends up. This isn't. This is going to be an exciting one. Yeah. You know, one thing I love about both these guys is that they're like, they're such good competitors. You know, when they come out on the, onto the mats, they're not guys who, who kind of, uh, mess around or or, or uh, you know spend a lot of time slapping fists and bumping for for you know a while. Like these two, when these two get on the mats, like it, it is on. These guys are ready to throw down. Yuri is an intense competitor. I definitely would not want to um, compete against Yuri just because I've seen him get get really fired up in, in, in a competition. I've seen uh, you know maybe not the same from from Nick, but he's definitely a guy who gets fired up. He doesn't quite have that same like jujitsu etiquette. You know what I mean? My say that like like the i don't know jujitsu i feel like nikki just like goes out there and tries to kind of steamroll guys and it's not quite the the jujitsu way all the time um i'm gonna take nikki rodriguez here as well um you know i was really uh, fired up and high on on nikki's um adcc run i think he's a really physical guy he's gonna be hard to get down he's not gonna pull guard and i think you know like we've seen kind of in some of these other matches eventually i think yuri um, will either pull or we'll, um, we'll some some way some find the way to get to, get it to the ground some way, and um, from there I just think Nick is just too athletic and just too fast um, for for a lot of these guys, and I think he'll be able to kind of jump over the guard, jump around, and, and maybe find Neary's back. But uh, should be a fun one. Um, that one's gonna be crazy. Hopefully, you know our cameras can can capture it. All. I have a feeling this one's gonna be going all over the mat. So definitely looking forward to that one. Michael Sears predicts it goes through a table. There you go. <laughs> that is a good. I think e at a bare minimum sets it up for fight of the night, right? Can we set up like a prop bet for <laughs> that? Think, like, I think we can. How many tables get broken during um, Yuri versus Nick Rodriguez? I think we should strategically place some like foldable tables around, <laughs> kind of like they do in WWE, just we to give put them the some, opportunity. Like, some like ladders under the mat and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this one definitely has the highest chance of somebody who's not fighting having their limbs broken during the match. <laughs> yeah yeah are you gonna be in the room you gotta have, gotta have your head on the swivel I'm, man i'm gonna make sure to leave the room for this one <laughs> <laughs> yep um wow and uh through all that guys there's still one more match um huge huge matches uh we've been talking about but of course it all comes down to the main event uh two guys who are who are some of uh, some of everybody's favorite to watch out there? Gordon Ryan versus Wagner Hosha. These guys are two of the best in the world. Uh, we have a great promo video coming out tomorrow. Make sure y'all check this out. I think you're gonna want to watch it. There's so much to go over uh, this matchup, the, the history between these two, EBI, um, their other previous matches, um, and, and they've interacted with each other so much over the years. Uh, of course, there's just such an epic story kind of behind this matchup. So definitely check out this promo video you're gonna be dropping tomorrow um but uh maybe I'll, I'll kick this one off i'm no 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 yeah yeah no i'll kick it off okay I'll, <laughs> I'll kick it off um who am i gonna pick here who am i gonna pick it's hard to pick against gordon ryan of course um but i'll, I'll take wagner rocha all day in this actually um just because being out there in florida seeing what this guy's doing um i think he, he's like I said, he, he knows how important a win over Wagner uh, over Gordon Ryan is. Uh, so much trash talk. He, he could be able to, to hang this over kind of Gordon's head for the rest of eternity. It's such a big, big deal, in my opinion. And, um, you know, he's been out there preparing with guys like Cyborg, with guys like Tex. He's going to be prepared for the leg lock battles, in my opinion. And I think it goes 30 minutes. And I think Wagner pushes the pace for 30 minutes. And I think he can get the, he can get the decision win um, at the end of it. That's what I'm going to take. 
Connor, what about you, brother? You know, I I, um, I pulled against Mikey. I can't pull against Gordon in this one. I got to go Gordon. Uh, I do think it is going to be interesting because I think Wagner's going to come in with uh, a little bit of that physical game plan. You know, I think his best chance is to frustrate Gordon yeah. in trying to snipe a submission rather than playing that you know, positional game with dominating and choosing exactly how he wants to finish. But when I think about this match, I think, okay, will Wagner be able to do anything Mateus Denise was not able to? Mm-hmm. And and for me, the answer is pretty clear. I, I just don't see, uh, you know, Mateus is at a beautiful technical pressure style jiu-jitsu. And while Wagner's jiu-jitsu is obviously world-class, you know, top of the food chain. Uh, I don't know if it's technically better than Mateus, and it didn't help him any. So, there you go. It's a good way. To, good way to look at it. So you're taking Gordon. Got to take Gordon. Taking Gordon. Um, what do you think, Corey? You have to know where I'm going with this one. With this one. All right, um, Wagner Hoshi it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I. You know, Wagner is the number one ranked middleweight. Yeah. He deserves to be there. Yep. He's the number seven ranked pound for pound. He deserves to be there. He's no chump. He's one of the best in the world. But you find me anybody who's on a 50-match win streak or a 38-match win streak with 16 of his last 19 submissions, that's the guy I'm picking. That's the whether guy. It's, whether it's Craig Jones or Roberto Jimenez, if any one of those guys ever hits a 38-match win streak with 16 of 19 submissions, picking them. There you go. Um, so it's Gordon Ryan all the way for me. There you go. And, and of course, you know, I uh, I do believe that Gordon Ryan could could win this, believe it or not. I do believe that. Um, but, but, of course, you know, Gordon's amazing out there. I just think that at some point here, somebody is going to beat Gordon Ryan. I think that, like, that's true deep down in my heart that eventually here, Gordon Ryan is going to lose. It just happens, right? It happens to everybody. Everybody loses eventually. And um, could could it be Wagner Rocha that hands him this first loss? When you make that when you make that bet, do you mind cutting me in? So I need that marble table out here. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I think that may be the you're one. Trying to, you're trying to upgrade your your yeah, table. Yeah, we're That's... trying to make this bougie back here. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, but um, you know. I, when I think can Wagner beat Gordon, I think it's possible. So for me, eventually Gordon's going to lose. Why not? Why not Wagner Rocha? I think it's possible. Um, but of course, we won't know until next Friday. Uh, who's number one? March twenty sixth. Wagner Rocha versus Gordon Ryan. Yuri Samoyes, Nick Rodriguez. Huge, huge card. Plenty of great jujitsu. If you're a guard player, if you're a passer, if you're a leg locker, whatever. If you're a wrestler, we got some jujitsu for you to check out on this next card. Here, it's going to be incredible. I cannot wait for it. Corey, any, any any last words here about this? Who's number one card? Anything sticking out to you? <sighs> Nothing about the card specifically, but make sure you tune in for all of the stuff going on next week. It's not just the the main event and the matches on Friday. It's the whole ramp up to the event, yeah. right? We're talking the weigh-ins, the press conference. Um, stick point. around. It's always fun. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. A big, big week here. Who's number one? It's going to be great. Uh, Connor, any, any, um, any uh, comments or questions or anything like that, actually, that we should check in on? Corey, any, any, anybody see anything? We did have some questions. People are asking about the Donna Hare Death Squad and Puerto Rico movie, and that Sick. is coming soon. I'm not, I can't, we don't have a date, I don't think. Coming soon, I promise. We are hard at work at, at putting together a sick little documentary for you guys. Uh, we've got so much footage that we haven't shared at all yet, um, so be on the lookout for it. You might even see a little sneak peek on March 26th, but... Um, be on the lookout, and I promise it's coming soon. Yeah, absolutely. Daisy Fresh season two as well, coming out soon. Absolutely. Daisy Fresh. Mike was a hard at work at, at um, on Daisy Fresh as well, so we got Daisy Fresh uh, 
in in the pipeline coming soon as well. Absolutely. And and if you're waiting for all that content, because I know uh, people have been kind of chomping at the bit for a little more Daisy Fresh or a little more DDS, uh, we do have the Nicky Rod film is free. The uh, Mikey Musumeci film is free on Flow. And Yuri Samoy's film is also free. You can check out Yuri Samoy's on YouTube if you don't have uh, a free Flow Grappling account, which is perfect. You know, you can hold yourself over. No more complaining about that paywall. We're liberating stuff. So it's all for you guys. There you go. Uh, Big week coming up here, man. Uh, Like so many films on all these guys. We've covered these guys for such a long time now. It's great to have them uh, coming into Austin for a big event like Who's Number One. I'm so excited for it. I hope you guys are too, man. Um, Really looking forward to it. Corey, myself, Reed, Connor in the back there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, Make sure to tune in March 26th. Who's Number One is going to be crazy. See you all later.